Hey, what's up, builders? It's your girl, Cantwin at the Blogger, and you are now listening to the LBF Podcast. This is another creating space, and I have Danica, or you can call her Danny, another Danny here on the show. And she's going to be talking about all the awesome uh, creative ventures that she has going on. Um, there are a lot that she uh, has going on. And so we're going to get into each one of those. So go ahead and say something for the builders. Um, I really don't know what to say, but <laughs> hey. <laughs> What's up? Uh, I just introduced myself. I'm Danica. Um, you call me Danny. I'm a filmmaker, photographer, videographer. Um, I am a self-care, self-love advocate. Uh, yeah, so that's about me. <laughs> All great things. Where are you based out, out of? Well, I am from New York, but I live in Atlanta. I just moved here actually last September. Really? How's that experience been yeah. for you? It's been okay. Why have you? It's been okay. Why did you make the transition? It was really to help. I really don't. It was just like a sudden move for me because I'm like very. I'm not like a stable person. Like I could just get up and go. Right. Whenever I feel like it, you know, I don't have anything holding me back. No kids, no man, or nothing. Right. So it's like when I feel like, oh, I just want to be around something new and experience something new. I just feel like. I don't want nothing to hold me back from doing that. Right. A true free spirit. Like that's the best kind of energy right there. (laughs) But I could definitely see like the New York influences all throughout like your photos, your work. And Mm -hmm. so I definitely, it clicks for me, but that's why I asked. And I was like, I think she's in Atlanta, (laughs) but I wasn't sure. So, all right. So builders, she is a producer, a director, a screenwriter, a videographer, a photographer, and she also has her own business, <laughs> um, holistic business. Like you said, you feed into good energy, waste beads. And what else um, products do you provide? Uh, right now, I'm doing waste beads and bracelets. Um, originally, I wanted to do candles, but I wanted to make them myself. But the way my work schedule is, you know, your girl don't have that time to do them. So I was just like, yeah. okay. I remember like during like during the beginning of the pandemic, I started like buying waste beads stuff because I wanted waste beads. And it was like, oh, I don't know where to buy them from. So I just started doing it myself. And then people started asking me, like, where you get your waste beads from? I'm like, I do it myself. So then I was like, man, I'm about to make this into a business. So then I was like, okay, I started doing the waste beads. And, you know, around July, August, that, that was my transition from New York to Atlanta. So I was just like back and forth because I moved from New York to South Carolina to Atlanta. Oh, what Sorry, part of South phone. Carolina? Oh, no, you're fine. Um, Georgetown. Okay, yeah, you're so, not too yeah. far. Yeah. Yeah, I'm my not- mother, she lives in Georgetown. But then I have, like, my grandparents and my father's side, they live in New York. Mm-hmm. So um, I moved with her for, like, a couple of weeks until I moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So it was just, like, hard trying to make my waist beads and stuff. So I just stopped doing it. And now it's, like, since it's warming up and stuff like that, I'm starting to pick back up to get you know, more money and more clients, you know. I know that's right. I'll <laughs> definitely be on the lookout. I am a waste bead girl. Like I have mm-hmm. tons and tons of waste beads. I switch them out every so often. So um 
I was looking at your website earlier and I was just like, yeah, I need some of these. <laughs> it's, like you said, it's getting warmer and my stomach will yeah. So, <laughs> okay, let me get back into the, look, I just got thrown off actually trying to learn about some of your background stuff, but mm-hmm. let's get into how would you describe your creative energy and your manifestation? Um, like you said, I'm I'm very free spirited. Um, I'm definitely open to learning new things. I think I just consider myself the black sheep in my family because I don't go by like what I was taught. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like I know it, but it's like I know it's like so much more to learn and so much more to know. And I'm not like closed in from learning anything else right. or from learning something from like a different culture or from a different religion or anything like that. Because I feel like knowledge is power, and the more you know, the more you will understand how the way things work and like stuff like that. So I definitely consider myself um, a free spirit. And you know, with manifestation, I believe in manifestation highly. So I try to be very careful how I speak and what I say. You know, I'm actually like on this thing cause I know I complain a lot. <laughs> Are you trying <laughs> like, to I'll do call, Yes, like I'll call my friends and my mom and I'll just like complain. And I'm just like, okay, I have to put myself like, I gotta do something so I can like stop complaining so much. So now I'm just like, yeah. every time I complain, $5. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, you, you tax yourself? <laughs> yes. I might have to do that. I actually realized that probably a year or two ago. I was just like, mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing to vent, but then you borderline yeah. complaining. And like when you know it's complaining when you finish and you don't feel better. Like you still feel right. like, you feel mm-hmm. like the energy is just actually went down a, a few octaves. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely get that. So I might need to look into it. <laughs> yeah. I mean it helps because that that comes out of the spending money. So it's like right. the less money I have to spend and do what I want to do. Huh. Yeah, I'm gonna get it right. Get together. Yeah. Y'all hear that builder? So, um, if you are bad at complaining, maybe (laughs) about getting you a little mason jar or something and Mm -hmm. taxing yourself. I don't know how well that's gonna work out. (laughs) (laughs) It's discipline, though. It has to be like, and that's something I always try to work on because I'm not. I'm good at it in some areas. In other areas, I'm just horrible at it. So that's a great. That's great advice. Um. How did you come to be involved in so many like creative ventures? Like what Girl, came first? <laughs> what came first will probably be fashion. Okay. Uh, when I was a little girl, I was like into fashion. My mother, she told me this story all the time. She was like, when I was younger, she used to like, she used to go to like a parenting class or whatever. And she mm-hmm. used to complain about like, she won't let me dress her. Danica won't let me dress her. She want to wear what she want to wear. Like I was in kindergarten at that point. And I used to hate, when my mother dressed me like I wanted to dress right. myself and then you know the the lady you know her counselor was telling her just let her be free let her dress herself let her you know express herself the way she wants to and from that mm-hmm. I was dressing myself from elementary to you know now and you know for um my high school graduation I I drew out my own prom dress my grandmother she knew how to sew so she made my prom dress oh, I was wow. like really yeah, I was really into fashion, really into like designing my own stuff. And I just knew I was going to be a fashion designer. But, you know, that was what happened with that. <laughs> uh, did you transition out of it? Or yeah, just it? like, you know, you just outgrow, you know, right. outgrow things. But, you know, I still love fashion, but I know designing is not like my lane. But for like me personally, I like to, you know, dress up, you know, and get cute. Right. Do you but, consider like, yourself it was from, a model? Um, I wouldn't consider myself a model, but like if someone asks me, like, you know, can I take pictures of you? Mm-hmm. Then I'll do it. Cause that's where like most of my modeling stuff come from. People asking me to model for them. And I'll right. just say, yeah, cause I mean, it's fun, but professionally, 
that's not anything that I would want to do professionally because Actually, modeling is hard. <laughs> I understand that. And I don't have patience to be still like this for so long. I remember one yeah. time I did a new shoot and I was just like, I can't do this because I was cold and I had to stay still. And I, had to, I was like, uh, I can't do this. <laughs> it's too much work. I don't know how they do it, but you know. <laughs> okay. But yeah, um, so it went from fashion and then it started growing into like me like doing videos. I remember like movie magic. I used to like take pictures and like make oh. video collages or whatever, like videos from the pictures I made and like from like videos that we had. Um, I used to make videos. I used to take um, every every Christmas I asked for a camera. So every Christmas I asked for a camera, get a camera, and I'm just like snapping pictures, you know, and stuff like that. So I mean, it really, it's been since I was like a little girl. I've been like in a whole bunch of things. So when did you uh, first fall in love with like film and filming things, like actually? you know, projects and everything like that? It wasn't until my senior year in college. Okay. Um, Where'd you go to school? I went to school for mass communication, um, Claflin University. Okay, Claflin. Yeah. Yeah, I went to school for mass communication and my um, understudy was TV production because I wanted to do like production. I wanted to like be editing shows and you know working in the control room and stuff like that mm -hmm. and for my senior project we had the choice to like you know do a talk show do a tv show do a radio show or make a film I decided to make a film and um I got like a lot of good feedback I entered into my um school's film festival I got third place I should have got first but we're not gonna talk about that <laughs> you better speak it <laughs> um, and then my professors they were like really shocked at the um, outcome of it and they were telling me, like, you should, like, look into film school. And that's what I did. And, like, from then, that was the wrap. Right. So did you go to film school? Yeah, I went to SCAD. Oh, you went, oh, you went to SCAD. How was that? Mm -hmm. It was an interesting experience as a young Black woman mm -hmm. in a predominantly white environment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I visited SCAD one. Uh, I think I was still in high school when we uh, took a tour. Mm -hmm. But it's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful school it's a lot of resources there um the people that I've met are amazing I'm still connected to a lot of people mm -hmm. um that I've met there even some professors so I mean it was a good experience but it's something you know didn't go as expected something yeah. that I didn't like about it you know especially coming from HBCU I can definitely yes, see how it's, it's such a different environment I'm just yeah. like okay <laughs> let me just do what I gotta do right I'm just here to learn <laughs> mm -hmm. But okay. it was cool because, like, you know, all the Black people, we had, like, our own community. They had, like, a, um, I forgot the name of the organization for, like, Black artists there. Yeah. So it was, like, cool. We all got to meet up and, you know, learn from each other, work with each other and stuff. Do you still work with the uh, people from the, the club? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, How have you found different parts of yourself through all of your creative ventures? Like, what have you learned about yourself? Um... I learn a lot. Like I'm always learning. It's like, like when you be like as an artist, like when you're like working on something and you just realize like things aren't going as planned. Mm -hmm. So you realize like where your weak areas are in life and like in general, like working on different projects and you just have to sit back and realize like, okay, this is where I'm weak in. Like how can I strengthen that area mm -hmm. in my life or strengthen that area you know, as an artist and stuff like that. So just being able to acknowledge, you know, where I'm weak at and, you know, to learn from it and grow from it. I feel like that's how I learn me. Mm -hmm. um, it's accepting. 
like knowing and accepting and then like growing from that right being honest with yourself and like kind yeah. of strengthening I know with me it's like a strengthening of my self-awareness because you can know like you're not great at something but you might not fully embrace it or accept it because it's mm-hmm. impossible to say like you're not great at everything right <laughs> you know so I definitely do understand that viewpoint because if you're not growing from your creations or they're not teaching you something then you need to figure out something that's going to be more challenging for you you know you may have mastered that thing already so I love that um how would you have you developed any full projects yet I was looking but I couldn't Mm -hmm. find anything um right off the bat so I said I was just gonna wait to ask you okay so I was like in school in graduate school when I went to SCAD I did produce written and directed um some shorts but after school you know I started working full-time and like I started doing like more so PA work. Okay. So I really didn't have time to like actually go out and, you know, work on my own stuff because like I was on set for 12 to 16 hours a day. Tired. Like, (laughs) and then when I'm off, all I want to do is like relax and just be around family and friends. Mm -hmm. So like I was doing that. And I also like was working as a full-time videographer, like traveling, you know, doing that. So it was like, I didn't really have time to like really, producing direct um films like I wanted to so mm-hmm. now that I um now that I moved to Atlanta I I am making the time to do it so I actually written a short film and I plan to produce it and direct it in um ju- June yeah and then I've, I've written another short film too so I plan to produce and direct that one when I'm finished with that as well so I feel like now that I've had the experience to work um under experienced people I have the opportunity now to like do my own things so you've had internships that you've taken to, you know, grow your own skill set and your own talent. Mm-hmm. Um, right after right right after undergrad, I worked at a film production company and I worked at a radio station because I was also interested in radio as well. Um, I did that for a year and then I went to SCAD and then um, I had the opportunity to be a PA on Baywatch the movie when I was working at SCAD. Mm-hmm. So that was a good experience. And then I moved to New York. After school, I moved back to New York. And then I was a PA on FBI and I was a PA on Power. Um, so that was a good experience. So like most of my experience came from like my internships after undergrad and then like working at the PA after, was it grad school? Yeah, after grad school. Right. How did you feel yeah. when you got like a, your first like big project that you were able to work on? I was excited. I was excited, but I was expecting like all of like the long hours being on my feet for 12 to 16 hours. The like, it is so crucial in like working on film because everybody's just like, it's so fast, like go, go, go. Like I can't just stand in one spot and expect for someone to tell me what to do. I have to be on my toes and know like what to do. So it was just like me, like, okay, I have to like kind of read people's minds. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, let me see what she's thinking. Let me see what needs to be done. Let me see, you know, it's just like making sure I'm like, go and go, go, go. It was like a different thing for me, like coming from grad school to working on films, like student sets to like, okay, this is like a big production. I can't mess up on this. Like I have to be on my toes. Like I have to like, you know, be aware <laughs> of everything that's going on. So I won't mess right. up because like, I remember being on set one time and like, the lady, like the AD, she told us PAs, like, if y'all don't find the thing, all y'all are going to get fired. I'm just like, okay, we got to find the walkies because 
<laughs> Yo, they they are mad crucial, and it's like, and it's not to like you know to harm anyone. Just like this is nothing to play with. Like you know, right. it's money being put into this, so I understand. Uh, that I think that's so always. I bet it is. <laughs> you learn to have like what snacks on hand, water, so because mm-hmm. you know you're not going to be able to get like a lunch break, probably. Right. So I mean, I can imagine that is great training for whenever you're going to be working on your own films because you're going to be yeah. in that space. You're going to have to be pulled in mm-hmm. a different directions. So it's it's great to know that you know, as a black woman, especially a young black woman, like you've had those opportunities and you've actually been like thriving in them. So. Yeah, y'all thinking about you know going into that field. <laughs> Here's a great example of how it's you do it. <laughs> she said, "Be prepared, though." <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so let's discuss like your influences, like your creative projects and stuff. I saw you mentioned on um, Instagram, which is where I got a lot of my research from. <laughs> but you mentioned that one of your favorite movies is Crooklyn by Spike Lee. So. Like, who are your influences when it comes to not only film, but, like, even photography and, you know, um, videography? My influence is life. Like, I like real-life things. I like, like, authentic stories. So I feel like um, Spike Lee, he's one of those filmmakers that he creates authentic stories. Like, when you watch one of his stories, you feel like, okay, this is so real. Like, Mm -hmm. I can see this, like, happening in real life. And that's the type of stories that um, I like to that's that's the type of story that inspired me so like basically a lot of things that I write comes from like things that I've witnessed things that I've been through and just like everyday things that I see in general like so that's basically what like inspires me with my work of art and like writing and stuff like that so your upcoming project that you said that's going to be um you're going to be working on in June right yeah what's it about so it's um basically it's about mental health. Okay. At first, I was going to do a web series, but I don't want to do a web series anymore. <laughs> Why? I <feel> like <laughs> I don't know. It's just like the it's the whole process that I have to put into it, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like so much other things that I want to do. So I just like I just want to like create a couple of short films just to get my work out there, so I can get like the recognition. And stuff like that and then I'll just like create a web series after I finish my short film right. summer projects you know so um my series I haven't got a title yet but it's about um a young woman she's been like mentally and physically abused by her boyfriend and her boyfriend passes away and now she's like reliving those moments and now she's like in this very dark um area in her life and she's trying to get through it and she, now she's feeling like the guilt of his death because her brother killed him and now he's like locked up. Oh wow! In jail. Plot yeah, twist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I just really want to share like a light on mental health, um, domestic violence. You know, the importance right. of you know speaking up and you know talking to someone and getting counseling and stuff like that. I love that. Have you ever experienced any of those things? Um, I've never um experienced domestic violence because oh, <laughs> 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 listen, I grew up around. I got three brothers. I grew up around boys. I don't I don't think no guy would ever be that dumb to ever put their hands on me. And I always tell them like, put your hands on me, it's war. Listen, don't go to sleep around. I don't me. play I that. You. I do not. <laughs> We're gonna be fighting That's, from sun up to sundown. <laughs> I don't take that too lightly. Like love yeah. I love you is not gonna help. Oh it's no. Not. I mean, and that, that's not to say anything about victims of domestic violence. Yeah. Because like, I know that. people who have experienced it. So right. it's like mm-hmm. 
just I do understand what you're saying because I just you can't even raise your voice (laughs) with me right (laughs) certain level and I'm like my ex friend I've seen it like visually with her and her ex so just like so was she the inspiration for uh the kind of thought that sparked this script that you wrote no she wasn't but just like you know like just seeing it from yeah. people that I know and seeing it like on the news all the time and you just that's all you hear is like women being abused physically yeah. and especially mentally because some people they don't think that verbal words is like oh verbal abuses abuse. <laughs> they don't Ooh. think it's abuse they think it's like oh she'll be okay it's not that deep especially like I've seen on social media people like oh it's, it's not okay it's okay like she'll be okay Y'all making a big deal out of it, even with the sweetie and oh, I was, gonna, I was just like, gonna. Y'all so annoying. Like <laughs> he was like, "That's all that happened. That's not abuse. What do you mean?" That's uh, not yeah, abuse? I saw a lot of those comments. I'm just like, whether you want to say who started cringe. what, it's just it's it's <laughs> y'all. <laughs> they was like, "Oh yeah, y'all don't need to know about my relationships. I don't want to know <laughs> about your relationships, and I hope Mm-mm. you heal because <laughs> that's yeah. not okay for anybody to do that." But. You know, we ain't gonna harp on it because I know a lot of people have been talking about it. But that was just something that even me, I looked at it and I was just like, no, this is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right. But we definitely need more films that aren't afraid mm-hmm. to to shed light on the truth. Um, I think, in my opinion, I think a lot of times um, Black writers or creatives, filmmakers, they steer away from the mental health portion just because it's still taboo even in our own community so to know someone yeah. is trying to touch on it um in a very real way I'm I'm excited to see this project so. thank you all right when did you realize you had a serious connection with like spiritual elements and um like just being behind the lens um 2018 Okay. After I graduated college, after I graduated grad school, it was like that transition from like school because I was in school since 2010 up until no, let's start from when I was a little kid. <laughs> I was in school it since like 1990-something. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Straight to like what I graduated in 2018. Like I went from I did took a year off after um undergrad, but it's like I went right back to school and I was in school for three years. So it was just like that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like never pushed out in the world because when I was taking that year off, I was living with my grandparents. So I never was like out by myself. So like just being out by myself and just trying to find me, like, who am I? Like, what do I want? Mm -hmm. You know, it was just like, okay. And that's when I started learning more. And then, you know, just SCAD is a very diverse environment. So like just being around different diverse people and learning from them, I'm just like, okay, I think I might be interested in that. Let me do my research and see what that's about. So that's when like, you know, spirituality came like really big for me. I started doing my research, you know, and I started tapping in. Got you. How old are you? I'm 28. 28. When's your birthday? Yeah, May 28th. Oh, so you have a, you're about to be 29. <laughs> yes. Wait, you're a Gemini. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I'm not picking up the vibes, but I'm not good at picking up all the vibes. So <laughs> I am not an expert. <laughs> um, but okay. Yeah. I'll be looking for some different stuff throughout the conversation. (laughs) 
But you know what? Actually, I take that back. That's probably why that you're able to juggle so many different creative ventures, like your mm-hmm. focus and everything. But you're just knowing yeah. how to balance it all is is a right. great part of being, you know, having that Gemini energy. Um, what creative avenues have you taken to like perfect your craft, like to get better besides school? Um, I took like workshops. Like I do like a lot. I still do go to like different workshops now. Mm-hmm. Um, I follow like a lot of like my social media is full with people that's like the film and TV industry and people that does yoga and you know that eat that's vegan, holistic, and stuff like that. So. Right. Like every time they have like a workshop or, you know, anything like that, I'm always like, okay, let me hop on this because I'm a student. You know, I always consider myself a student because I'm always open to learning more. I can never know too much. And, you know, I don't know everything. So it's like, I just go to like to different workshops. Um, I don't know. <laughs> good, question. <laughs> good question. Yeah, it's like, you know, I do workshops. Um, what was the question again? It's just how how do you go about perfecting your craft outside of like traditional oh. schooling? Yeah, I do it myself. Like that's the only way I could learn really is like just going out and doing it myself. Right. So yeah, and, just and doing workshops, it. YouTube, and just doing it myself. YouTube University. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or Google, um, you know. I yeah, I'm a fan of the Google. Yeah, that's how I, I've learned so much stuff, especially with the podcast and through Google, mm-hmm. <laughs> through YouTube. So yeah. I can understand that. Um, how do you handle like the equipment advancement? I, I would imagine that every so often, especially you being in a field that's both creative and technical, like cameras hmm. and stuff like that. How do you keep up with that? Because I know one person might say, oh, this is the best thing that you should get now. And, you know, how do you balance that? Um, what I've learned as um, a filmmaker and a photographer, like using equipment, it's usually not the equipment that makes the best product. It's the, it's, wait, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was about to say something happened. Oh, I was, <laughs> my bad. My, my computer just keep dying. I don't know how to um, stop it from falling asleep. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> I was saying that, um, it's not the equipment that makes great products it's the artist that makes it right because the equipment is the tool to help you make it but it's like you have to know the knowledge of how and how to set it up right knowing like what's good light and what's not good light how to set up good light like you know so it's basically I just learned the equipment in and out um and if I feel like it's not like giving me the best quality then you know I just do my research and see like what do I need to use um or do to make it the best quality I remember actually when when I first moved here I had got a job interview and it was a oh they was testing me on a camera that I never used before <laughs> and um they asked me a question I was like oh I don't know but let me google it right quick okay <laughs> yeah so I googled it and I was like okay here's the answer and that's how I really got hired because it was like oh she's resourceful like she right. knows how to like if something is wrong she know how to go look it up and you know figure it out and so it's just basically you know yeah so just basically, you know, just like learning the equipment in and out. You have to know it. Um, it's like, the t- I don't like the technical part. Like, I'm really trying to get away from videography, really, because I really just want to direct and produce and write. Like, I'd be stressed out because I'm a full-time videographer, so I'd be stressed out at work when I have, like, technical problems. I'm like, okay, not again. 
<laughs> like I don't even know how to see this. <laughs> I figured it out. It's just about the process of trying to figure it out. It's like, child. Listen, I say that all the time about <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> it's just like all this stuff behind the scenes, all this the board and the mics. <laughs> like I don't care. <laughs> right. But I mean, I've learned to have a deep appreciation for it, especially now since mm-hmm. I'm doing a lot more in my own studio or in my own creative room. Um, I'm, I've learned a lot more and I realized that it makes me a lot more self-sufficient whenever I do know how to do these things on my own instead of relying on someone else. So, I mean, I always knew that and I always wanted to be self-sufficient, but I was still kind of relying on other people to do stuff and relying on going into a studio to record. So, mm-hmm. you know, just having that self-sufficiency and like you said, knowing how to troubleshoot so that if something does happen, you can still keep it rolling. I mean, it's a skill, <laughs> you know, yeah, we might not it like is. it so much, but it is a skill that we'll always be able to have. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned you're a full-time videographer. Like, is it difficult working with people when it comes to like creative differences or vision? Sometimes. Yeah. Because, you know, we all have different visions. We all like see something in different ways so just being able to like you know sit down and compromise communicate our vision and see where we could compromise to make the vision work together mm-hmm. um sometimes people go with it sometimes people are just like no I don't want it that way right so just like how how do we communicate effectively how do we work together to make sure that we're producing the best product and the best work that we can right okay that's fair <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like yeah I just I do a job <laughs> right <laughs> like it ain't my vision but okay <laughs> but for the most part though I um it's just me and this one other guy and I'm like the senior producer the senior videographer so I do make mostly everything myself so I mean I just be like doing it chilling they like it but that's all that matters <laughs> That's really all that matters. But it's awesome to be able to be working in a field that is a creative. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of us do things on the side, you know, but for you to be a full time person in a creative avenue, I think that's just I think it's awesome. And that's something I'm going to try to, you know, get towards in my life at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. How do you go about creating like what how do you get in your zone? Like whenever you're writing when you decide that you're going to be directing something like what's your zone? Um, I'm weird. I like to sit on the floor and write. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, so like I'll just like make me a pallet on the floor and just sit on the floor. Like if I get like writer's block, I'll just have to like, all right, let me meditate right quick. Because meditation definitely helps clear my brain from like mm-hmm. every other thing that I'm thinking about. So like just meditating, you know, sitting on the floor. I do like to go to the park as well. That's where I get a lot of inspiration from, just sitting at the park um, or, like, going to, like, a coffee shop. Like, most time, if I'm not sitting on the floor in my house, then I have to go someplace else to get my work done because I you can't know. get my work done behind this chair or in my bed. If I'm in my bed, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I can do, like, I rarely, I only really record in this room. I know that sounds awful because mm-hmm. I've, I've set up my creative room to, like, be everything I need it to be, but I don't really write in here. I write everywhere else so I can mm-hmm. sit on the couch for a couple hours and I have to go sit on the bed for a couple hours sit on the floor for a couple hours and every so often I have to change and like you said if I feel like I do have like writer's block even when I'm writing an episode because 
I write episodes like I actually right. do write them um taking a walk going somewhere going to a coffee shop going to the park like you said like or just walking around my neighborhood I have to like move <laughs> I have to get the energy yeah moving. um and kind of a lot of times it's like all those ideas will be merging together and it's kind of like chaos and so I have to do mm-hmm. something to kind of focus that energy yeah I get it <laughs> how long did it <laughs> take you to like finish like a screen right like a yeah, how, a screenplay. how? Yeah, screenplay. I was like, how do I say? That? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not well, right. the one that I'm producing, um, working on now, it took me like a month. Okay. Um, it's five pages. I did three drafts. So yeah, it took like a month to do. I um, mean, and it all depends. This is only five pages. Like after this, I want to like because I wrote another one too. So after the um, I finished these two, I want to write like a feature film. And I'm mm-hmm. excited about that. That's a comedy. And that's like, comedy isn't really my lane. So like the idea came to me and I feel like I need to do it because I haven't seen it yet. Right. So it's like, okay, I feel like this can be turned into something. Maybe I could pitch it, you know, it could get picked up or something or like even sell it. So I'm excited about that. So I think like with the feature, it all depends. It could take months. Sometimes, like I've heard people say it takes them like years to finish a feature. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. <laughs> I, would I guess it's like all on me. And like the ideas that come, I mean, because yeah, you even have people that say they'll write something in like a couple of days, and it, yeah, I, like you, when inspiration hits and whenever that creative energy keeps flowing, you just roll mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, like Tyler Perry, he be doing it in like a day. Well, you know, <laughs> he, he on a whole other level. What are your thoughts about Tyler Perry? I know he's a kind of a controversial figure for the black community in some ways. Yeah. Like, what do you think about his projects? <laughs> girl <laughs> I, mean, I mean i like what he's doing for the community the opportunities that he's providing mm-hmm. um but the narrative baby i'm just not too into the narrative that he chooses especially for black women like yeah i'm with you on that one. you know I, I watch sisters it's like every episode i just i mean one i'm like top you can do this you can do it don't just don't go down the wrong lane and Every episode, he disappoint me. It's like it's like, okay. it always veers off somewhere it didn't have to. <laughs> it's like, why right. do we have I'm to do like, that? Okay. Yeah. I I, I I feel like I know some people is like he need writers, but I understand like as a creative, as a millionaire, you can do what you want. You can write yeah. what you want. <laughs> so it's just like, but are you from doing my, it from, accurately? <laughs> yeah, but it's like when you get to do something that you love every day, like yeah. he's waking up and he's doing what he loves. It's like, that's something that he loves doing and he's not lacking from anything. He's getting paid from it. He's still got a good audience. So it's just like, I have a few audience that's like, I need to get right. But I still have this big, large audience that love what I'm doing. I'm still getting the views. Mm-hmm. You know, the stuff is still being produced. So I'm going to just keep writing it myself. That's like, I understand him from like an artist's point of view, from like a filmmaker point of view, but mm-hmm. from like, an audience members like okay and a black woman can you please yeah <laughs> right from a black you know I'm like can you please like can you please get one can we be can happy? Oprah sitting there with you can <laughs> Abra do when they sitting there with you can Easter Ray sitting there with you please right because I like you said I do get like our projects are our babies like especially yeah. when I got no kids <laughs> like right exactly um, so not wanting to give up control, but I do think it's something to be said mm. about having people around you that you can draw like 
ideas from so it might not be the person Mm. writing it with you but hey what do you think about this scene am I saying this in the right way Mm -hmm. how would this really play out and I think you know even if he doesn't have like a writer's room have some black women read it (laughs) right from different generations before let us know that you got black women reading it so we can correct them too yeah that too that's why I said from different generations because um right you know some people don't really have a problem with (laughs) you know his shows yeah like you know teach his own but uh we veered off but (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was necessary I I love getting opinions about different stuff what do you think Uh, about Issa Rae she's dope always she is so like I love her I love what she's doing for the community for you know her people like she just She's making big moves. I love to see it. Yeah. It's like, like she just know. keeps elevating and you can't even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's so dope. I love her. I'm kind of mad that they canceling. Uh, are there. Yeah. Insecure. insecure. But I can see why. Like you don't want to. Yeah. Dragging something out until it's no longer good. So I guess it's good to end on a high note. Yeah. <laughs> I feel um, like as an artist, she's probably outgrowing it too. Yeah, and she's ready for something different because that that started her career. So it's like this started. I'm ready to you know do some other things. And that happens. I think about that all. Yeah, different things that I've outgrown throughout the years, and you know, Mm coming into my own creative energy. So you have to keep evolving with your own stuff. Like, don't keep yourself stuck just because it's expected for you to keep providing on some level. Other people expect you to do it. You know, right? All right. I think I already asked that question. So what makes you <laughs> unique as a model, as a filmmaker, as a videographer, as a screenwriter? What makes you unique? I'm me. It's only one me. <laughs> it's only one me. I'm an individual. Um, I love who I am. I love what I do. And it's like, I don't care to be anyone else or to work like anyone I don't care to be Issa Rae or Ava DuVernay I inspired by their work but mm-hmm. I don't want to be them you know I want to be in my own lane I want to create my own thing because stuff that I want it's stuff that I want for Danica and stuff that Danica want to do for you know her people as well and it's not the same mm-hmm. as them so just like being me and being authentic make, makes me unique and it makes everyone unique when you could just be who you are I love that I mean and People would think that's such a cliche answer, but that's really mm-hmm. the only answer. It's like, yeah. like nobody's going to be coming at it from my perspective because it's mine, mm-hmm. you know, and nobody's going to be able to feed into the project or whatever the way that I can because it's my creative energy. So mm-hmm. that's what makes it unique. Yeah. Um, What do you think about film and things of that nature being oversaturated? Do you feel like it's a lot of demand for black talent in that area. Um, I don't feel like it's oversaturated. I don't think it's enough. Yeah. I don't think it's enough going on. But I feel like we need, especially for, you know, black filmmakers, I need, we need more black filmmakers. Like it's mm-hmm. our story, like we, we have some great filmmakers, but we still need more because there's so many stories that need to be told from our perspective, from our point of view. A lot of these stories that that's directed by black filmmakers is produced and written by White. white filmmakers, you know, <laughs> yeah. or even if it's written or directed by a black filmmaker, if it's being produced by a white filmmaker, they want you to tell your, the story this how and that how. So mm-hmm. I just feel like we need more Tyler Perry's. 
That's what we need. Yeah. So we can tell our story how we want to tell our story, and we won't have these people telling us how to tell our story just to, you know, sprinkle a little snowflake on it. You know? Right. Have you been I to the studios in Atlanta? No, because I wanted to go visit Tyler Perry Studios, but you know, because of COVID. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's you know, they're not like letting people come visit. But I thought Atlanta was open. <laughs> Atlanta, Atlanta is definitely open. Been open, stayed open, never closed. <laughs> Atlanta is definitely open, but your girl is always working. Hey, I I get that. Always working. So, like you said, so your goal in this year is to just find space for yourself. For yeah. your creative. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is your own favorite project from your pro- portfolio? Uh, my favorite project, um, well, this project is not my project. I was, well, I did directed a scene in this project and I was um, an assistant director. But one of my good friends from SCAD, you know, she directed and produced um, a film called Ancestors. Mm. And it's basically about how um, your ancestors visit you in your dream and how some people feel like they're haunted by their ancestors. But it's really like a message being thrown at you. It was like a really, really fun um, experience in a project because we actually got to go to an actual like historical museum and we shot there. Um, It's this place in Georgia. I forgot the name of it. But it's like a very popular place like for spiritualists and stuff like that. So like that's that's when my you know, my love for spirituality like really grew as well because I was on that project and I was like in a museum looking at all these different things and just learning so much. I was like, oh, wow, this is like so freaking dope. Like, this is what my people did, (laughs) you know? (laughs) This is (laughs) Yeah, so it was like, it was like a really fun experience just to like not only learn something new, but, you know, just to do something that I love doing. Okay. So we're going to flip it a little bit and we're going to start talking about support. A little bit, yeah. just a little bit. They, look, this is an appropriate response for this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what was the reaction from your circle, like your family, your friends, you know, and everyone else around you when they discovered what you wanted to do with your life? Uh, my family has been very supportive. Okay. They didn't they, think it was Especially too my mother. Um, you know, you have some people in my family that, you know, they wanted me to go the regular route, become a teacher, doctor, lawyer, da 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 da. da. Mm-hmm. But that's not my route. That's not my ministry. Right. Um, but my mother, like, no matter what I do, no matter you know, she's always like there supporting me. Like, she be on me. Like, even like I have a YouTube <laughs> channel as well, and she be trying to tell me what I need to do with my YouTube channel. Did you post that or that? I'm just like, okay, manager. You no, know, well. I, you know, I love that from her. But, you know, then I did have some people that I knew, like, even when I when I first decided I was going to go to film school, a lot of people were telling me not to do it mm. um, stuff like that. And then like me graduating from school and then going to live with my grandparents, um, they didn't. Well, my grandfather, he he really didn't care. He's just like, you know, as long as you're doing something positive. Yeah. But, you know, it's more so like my grandmother. She was just more so like, oh, you need to because I was a substitute teacher as well. So I was like substituting when I first moved to New York and then like doing, you know, gigs here and there. But she wanted me to do that full time. Like that ain't my lane. I know I can't be a teacher full time because I don't have the patience or whatever. Okay. And like, you know, so it's like I can't work a job full time knowing that I'm talented in another area because while I'm at work, I'm not going to be focused enough. And it's like not only am I like setting myself up, I'm setting the company up too. And I don't want to be that person yeah. to like provide bad you know 
work or whatever. So it was just like a lot of people in my family, they didn't understand like what I had to go through to get to that next level. They didn't understand I had to sacrifice, um, you know, not having to work a nine to five or not having this job or that job or that high paying job or that high paying job because I knew that this is what I want to do. And sometimes I have to work for free to get to where I want to be. So it wasn't it wasn't like more so of a support thing it was more so of like a they didn't understand. Mm. But like they like but when they see me like doing this and doing that, like in 2020, I was traveling. I went to Hawaii. I went to Japan. So they saw me doing that and they were like so happy for me. I'm just like, OK, finally. You finally. <laughs> yes. You see what I so, like, was there all along. Yeah. Relax, heal, and embrace a better you. Spa Danny offers quality yet affordable massages customized just for you. Let Danny create a space for you to hit the pause button. Who doesn't need that at the start of 2021? Why not start today? You can call or text at 843-687-2079. That's 843-687-2079. Seven, nine. You can also message her on her business page at spadenny underscore on Instagram or follow her on Facebook at spadenny LLC. You can also book online at spadennyexperience.com. That's spadennyexperience.com. Treat yourself, be good to yourself, and let 2021 be a whole vibe. Like when I did started like making these moves and stuff like that, then it was like, okay, so yeah, okay, you 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 did your thing, you know. <laughs> so I don't really have like a problem with support. Like they support me like regardless, but sometimes they just don't understand, and I understand that they don't understand. Like I don't yeah. like you know blame them for them or fault them for them or hate them for that. Just like I know what I got to do, and it's like you just have to watch to see me make right. that move. And sometimes you're gonna have to watch to understand what I've been trying yeah. to do the whole time, mm-hmm. you know, because some right. people, um, the realest thing someone said, and I think it was on another creating space and forgive me that I'm forgetting <laughs> when it was on. Cause I've done a, a lot now, but they said that, um, it's your job to, to show people how they're supposed to support you. I think that was easy. Mm-hmm. Not the easy Ola. Um, and sometimes people are just not going to know how to do it because it's your dream. Mm-hmm. the same vision that you have for it on the outside looking in it looks different yeah so I I remind myself that too because when I first started writing and I think by the time I started podcasting I had pretty much you knew what it was but when I first started writing I was just like these people ain't supporting me and blah blah, blah. <laughs> you know getting bitter mm-hmm. like and I had to check myself like girl <laughs> calm down <laughs> like it's okay like just keep doing what you're supposed to do and then eventually people will start seeing it like but remember the purpose of why you started in the first place and the purpose was right to you know yeah. have this, this kind of support the purpose was to create so mm-hmm. always yeah. keeping that in the forefront so let's discuss some ups and downs of being like a multifaceted creative because you do, as we said, multiple times a few different things. Like, how do you juggle that? Girl, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's, I'm asking myself, I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I setting myself up? Like, girl, relax. 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> um, I guess, like, for me, I have to make a to-do list. I'm like, okay, this today I'm going to concentrate on this. Like, I don't try to, like, do everything at once. Like, that used to be me. I used to try to, like, okay, I'm going to do everything. Let's do this, 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 this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I never, like, completed anything. So now it's just, like, me just, like, focusing on one thing, finishing that, and then going to the next. So it's just basically being able to know um, your boundaries when it also comes to, like, creating and picking up so much things, knowing um, when your body tells you no to actually rest. Right. Um, relax because I do like on Sundays I'm just like a relax I don't do nothing <laughs> sometimes I have my phone on D&D don't call me don't talk to me no because <laughs> this is me time you know I need time for myself because Monday through Saturday I'm at work yeah Um. so just basically um, you know just having just, just having like a to-do list and a schedule and then managing myself because I can't manage time because time will keep going regardless so you know <laughs> eating right working out so that my body can actually function right so I won't be so tired getting enough sleep at night you know so this is basically managing myself so that I can like be fully alert to function and functionable to work on my own stuff all right are you on the vegan kick or a vegetarian pescatarian? I'm a flexitarian flex <laughs> I like that <laughs> No, because it's a real thing. When I tell people that, they were like a flexitarian. Like, look it up, Google it. I'm a flexitarian. Like, I eat, like I I don't eat red meat. The only chicken I do eat is Chick Fil A, and I love I love Halloween. That's the only reason why I can't give up chicken. You know, <laughs> but you know, I was like, I love it too much. Part, yeah, for the most part, I do. Like, you know, I try to stick stick back from the chicken. I don't eat it like every day or every week. You know, so mm. it's like. I'm very conscious of what I put inside my body. Yeah. Um, I drink a lot. Of, I drink tea every day. Like, that's my... Tea and water is my go-to. <laughs> um, yeah, I eat a lot of vegetables and fruits. So, I've been very conscious yeah. about that. I've been saying I'm going to get better. I can't be... Uh, I can't just co- cut stuff out cold turkey because I don't eat seafood. So, I know a lot of people... I, I'm either. <laughs> you don't see... I knew it was cool. Like, and I just be like, y'all, I can't just go vegetarian because a lot of vegetarians still eat seafood, mm-hmm. which is not true vegetarian, but you know, whatever. So I've been trying, like you said, I've been, I don't eat a whole lot of meat. Um, mm-hmm. I do still eat red meat though, because steak is good. <laughs> I steak last night <laughs> with some fried rice and some vegetables. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that though, I, I'm very intentional, like you said, with what I put in my body. Right. And this month I've given up um I've given up sparkling water because that's like my Achilles heel. I've given mm-hmm. up um pork, which isn't hard, but I just got I forgot and I got like a pack of bacon in my refrigerator like <laughs> two days ago. <laughs> oh wow. Um, so I'm gonna have to give that away. But yeah. Um I don't think you really have to like go cold turkey and not eat meat to be healthy. It's just like, you know, being aware of like, don't consume too much of it, you know, just having mm-hmm. a balance of like, okay, at least eating it once a week at the most. Yeah. You know, maybe two times a week, but like eating it every day, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. And I, it's so many men that I come in contact with and they just love meat. They'll get a whole plate of meat. And I'm like, where are your vegetables? Where's, oh. where's the side? <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> what? I can't. Eat, I don't even like the taste of meat by itself. What are we doing here? <laughs> I can't. I can't. Yeah. No. Like, but but you wonder why your stomach hurting late at night. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Okay. 
So what have you learned about like actually gaining support for like the projects that you're currently trying to work on? So like, have you started that process of trying to like get, you know, people, actors and, and stuff like that? How's that been? Yeah, that's been easy. Has it <laughs> like, been really? A people, yeah, a lot of people have been like very supportive, very, you know, happy, you know, to like work on my project. Um, My crew is like, my cast is fully casted. Like mm-hmm. um, I met some people that I know um or whatever and I, I have a film page I don't know if you know about that I have a um film page called millennial film crew um, okay yeah I post, no like, I did visit that yeah. yeah I post inspiration like um my goal with that is to like help um independent filmmakers like find more work and you know um an opportunity so I just posted my my call sheet on there and a lot of people like email me with like their reels and stuff like that so I was like okay Okay, so I was like, oh, that's cool, or whatever. So, like, I have, like, my full cast. I'm still looking for a crew, but I do have, like, a DP that's um working with me as well, so. Okay. So, you have your personal Instagram page. You have mm-hmm. your videographer page, right? Mm-hmm. Or in your photographer slash. And then you have the kind of, like, networking page that you... Is it any more pages? In my waist bead page. In your, in your waist bead page. Yeah. On top of your website. So you right everywhere. You got your hands in a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm very impressed because it's just like, like you said, it's from where I'm sitting, it looks like you're handling the balance of it all pretty well. Because I've seen people well, try. try to do a lot. And it's, it's mm-hmm. like they don't really go too far because they don't ever finish or ever follow mm-hmm. through. So, right. Um, How do you connect with other creatives? Like when you do want um something outside of what your circle can provide for you how do you go about that process social media yep pretty much I'm a part of a lot of film groups um I post like can anybody help me with this or that on social media when needed to and like social media is like definitely a big resource that I appreciate you know I use it correctly I don't I'm there to network and to learn I don't be there to like you know on that other stuff they be on (laughs) so yeah I, I, I love social media about being able to network and you know right you use it as a tool that it can be <laughs> yeah yeah like some people look at it as a negative too but I mean you make it you you like it is what you make it you know yeah so. and it's a great tool like like you said yeah you meet pe- how would I know who you were had it not been for social media I wouldn't know you mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, it, it is what it is and so like you use it as a tool and whenever you need a break from it, you take a break. That's it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of support do you currently need as a creative and a business owner? Um, once I'm able to get to where I want to be at with stuff, say shooting essentials, I want an assistant <laughs> so that they can like do all like the package, the shipping and, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, working on the website and social media. But as far as, like, my filmmaking, um, I'm actually looking for, like, um, a solid team. Because, you know, I'm new to Atlanta, so I don't really know much people here. So just, like, a solid team that I can, like, create with, you know, every day that I want to, whenever I need to. You know, like, if I need, like, a producer or a writer or a director or DP, I could be like, oh, I can call this person, know that that person will be there to, like, help me. So just, like, finding a solid team and a tribe that I can continuously to create with. I like that. All right. Would you do this without like a following? So like, let's say you put out your first project and, Mm -hmm. you know, I know this is a lot of things with creatives, like we don't get the response that we want sometimes. Do you feel like you can keep going? 
Um, yeah, because I don't do this for anyone. I do it for me, mm. um, for one. So when I create, I don't care if only one person will get it because it's like, it's such like a good feeling like when you go through the process and you finally finish yes. and you're able to say like, dang, I did that. Mm-hmm. That was my baby and I completed it. And I've been through this, this and that. And although it wasn't what I expected, I learned from it and I grew from that. So I feel like for me, for number one, it's for me to be able to share with others. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. I'll still do it. I I feel the same. I was just like, you know, (laughs) the the hope is to grow. You know, we work towards Mm -hmm. growing, but at the end of the day, like you said, a lot of the things I do started with what was inside of me that I wanted to get out, not right. have other people engaged with it, but I just needed to get mm-hmm. it out. <laughs> right. I needed to create and that's what I do. So, um, yeah, I think that's always interesting. I've seen how my answer has changed throughout the years <laughs> with that question. Mm-hmm. So that's why I try to ask every creative I come in contact with, yeah. you know, that that question. If you could work with any filmmaker or actor or actress locally, who would it be? Locally? Locally. And then I'll ask worldwide. Um, I don't know if she's here, but I know she's filming here. But what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Nafisa. 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 She played in Black Lightning. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. Gorgeous. Yeah, I would. I think she's so dope. Mm-hmm. like her she's a great actress and just like watching what she do for her community I feel like she's just so dope to work with like I would definitely work with I would want to like her to be in one of my films right. for real um now when that happens I'm gonna like, pull this clip and I'm gonna send it to you <laughs> <laughs> right uh, as far as behind the scenes like with production who I work with um locally in Atlanta let me see I don't know. <laughs> you gonna pull up on Tyler Perry? Like, I feel like he's not like a. Oh, I need to work with him for me. Um, a lot of people they. Did you work with Tyler Perry? Yeah. Did you go to Tyler Perry? Studios? Like, I'm not eager to do that. Like, if it happens, right. it happens. But it's not like, oh, I need to do this. You know, I'll feel good about that. But, um, he's not like someone I was just like. Yeah, I admire his work. I admire his work ethic and everything that he do, but he's definitely not someone I'm eager right. to work with. Because all creators but are made I, I different. Mean, yeah. yeah, um, I'm trying to think because there's so much, it's so much going on, but I just can't think right now of like it's who's okay. in Atlanta that I would want to work with. You know, what about worldwide, worldwide, definitely. Um, Ava DuVernay. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, yeah, and Issa Rae. I feel like Issa Rae. Her her balance to like be goofy and then serious and then mm-hmm. serious and then goofy. I like, I could I can deal with that. <laughs> what about so, like we could be actress uh worldwide. Uh, let me see. A uh, actor would be Kofi. He's dope. Mm. <laughs> can I be? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Lakeith, Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, he's a great actor. He really Yes, Lakeith Stanfield. Um, I'm trying to see one of my favorite actors. I could do Angela Bassett. Oh, that's a good And Regina King. Regina, wait, Regina King? And, um, what's my girl name? What's my girl name? What's my girl name? Oh, dang. 
Olivia from Scandal. Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington. I was about to say, look, all I was thinking oh, was like, <laughs> Regina, King, Regina King and Carrie Washington are underrated. Like, What if you had a movie with all three of them in it? Oh, my oh, gosh. My, listen, I don't even know what the movie is. I just want to watch <laughs> it. <laughs> yes. But, like, like, recently I'm learning, like, yo, Regina King, and they both act and direct, and, like, mm-hmm. just watching Carrie Washington. Oh, she's so passionate. She like, is. Like, she is so passionate, and I love that about her. Like, she, like, she, oh, my she gosh. Think, did, didn't she have a hand in the uh, Little Fires Everywhere that's on Hulu? Yeah. And it she was, was in that. such, like, it was just yeah. such oh my a God. good, it was so good. series. Yeah, but I think I think was. she was behind the scenes too. I'm, I have to check on that and see. If she I'm... probably was, but you know she directed on Insecure as well. She I did see that because when it, when the credits came, I said, "Carrie, watch this." <laughs> yeah, and I remember um, Yvonne that played Molly. She was just like, "Yeah, because you know Carrie don't play like I." She's like, "I had an attitude with her, but I mean, we cool, we cool." I was like, <laughs> "She was like, she was telling me to do this. I'm just looking at her like, huh." <laughs> Okay, so this is going to veer off. What do you think about the Issa and Molly friendship? Um, I feel like that's like friendships and for real. I, I feel like those that friendship is authentic. Um, but I just... <laughs> I feel like Molly... Issa deserves better. Um, Molly, she... Molly is very selfish. Mm. Molly is very selfish. I can see some narcissistic traits in her. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Ifa, because, you know, Molly, she's a lawyer. Yeah. Issa is, like, more so on the creative side. So mm-hmm. it's just, like, you have one that's built into structure, mm-hmm. and then you have the other one just, like, free-spirited, like, I'm going to just do whatever I want to do. Right. And not care. Like, she's more so the free-spirited, I'm going to you know, just living life, you know, experiencing. And more Molly's more conservative. She care about what people think about her, how she looks and stuff like that. So it's like, since she's so conservative, she expects Issa Rae to be the same way. So, you know, because, you know, she feel like if I'm around Issa Rae, it's a reflection of who I am, am, you know, and what I do and stuff like that. So it is more, you have to be very, very (laughs) conscious of the people you surround yourself with, especially like as, like in different work work fields and stuff like that, you know, because as a creative, you're just so free spirited. Like you don't have any real attachment yeah. unless you like work a nine to five. But when you do work a nine to five, you just like, I need to pay my bills. So I just yeah. gotta do what I gotta do and get off and go back home and start creating. Yeah, my know? nine to five every nine <laughs> to five day. <laughs> every day. But but it, it's good to see that dynamic between the two, a lawyer and a creator. Um, yeah. friendship um, and how some friendships is really like that I always think it's interesting because um, whenever like the series is still going on I saw how people were dividing and they were getting on the Molly hate train and I'm not mm-hmm. an advocate for Molly but what I did know was like I was like you know they're both wrong <laughs> you know mm-hmm. they both are flawed um, they both trauma bond with each other <laughs> Yeah, and it's uh, it's just an interesting dynamic. I just love that they both stubborn. I don't know both what. stubborn, both stubborn. Well, actually, Issa actually been been. You know, she she did cave in at the end, and, mm-hmm. and Molly was yeah, just, she did yeah. You know, 
but well, they were at the beginning they were both stubborn <laughs> right but I can see you making um stories like that that people can relate to because that's why it's so popular because people mm-hmm. are she's just telling the story yeah everybody has experienced on some level or seen you know and it's just so relatable and it was so crazy because mm-hmm. real friends were arguing over who was right and who was wrong it's like y'all ain't even having yeah. issues your own friendship. now it's about to be an issue okay, okay? but now it's an issue because you team molly and she team isa guess crazy. what now insecure is over right the same thing with uh team isa and team lawrence people people breaking up over it <laughs> I mean, we you said was wrong, you know. She was wrong, but you know, emotional neglect is a thing, and it's a yeah. My people, it's like, yeah, he he wasn't doing right, so I feel like they their relationship just wasn't strong enough to last because it was no communication. Oh, the communication no was trash. Cause, so. cause mainly because Issa is passive aggressive, which led to <laughs> yes. the issues she had with Molly, but we ain't gonna get but she says that in the first uh, the first uh, episode, she says I'm passive mm-hmm. aggressive, and I was like, "Oh God!" Because you know when you finish, <laughs> go back and look. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> I'm getting back on track. Cool. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some of the possibilities. Um, where do you want your creative projects to take you? Like, are we looking at like Grammy status? Um, Girl, let me tell you how many times I don't practice for my Grammy, honey. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming it's coming you know it's coming but you know i don't you know the well on that because it's just an award it doesn't you know reflect on who i am or what i can do but i mean if it happens you know then hey i'll have a speech ready right <laughs> but i just um i'm i'm like if you don't know i'm a very shy person so i don't really like being in the spotlight like that so i really don't inspired to be famous or anything like that but I just want my work to like touch other people mm-hmm. like I want people to look at my work and to be able to relate and to be able to learn and to be able to grow and you know just to get something like it has to move you if my work don't move no one is like okay I need to step back and figure out what I'm doing wrong right so just being able to like move people worldwide um get a good producer <laughs> to get a big funding you know a million dollar 10 million dollars 20 million dollars okay. you know <laughs> yeah I need that funding get some investors and you know yeah I just I really I don't really care about like you know working for Hollywood because it's just so washed out mm-hmm. but I do feel like me as a person and as a filmmaker I feel like we can create our own community and create our own so just being able to create my own and or help someone else or someone help me create for people like us right and you creating the space yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um damn what was I about to say? no you said you're shy and what I'm figuring yeah. out about a lot of creators is that's the thing I am super shy <laughs> and very socially uh anxious I have social anxiety mm-hmm. too so me it's too. just like um I had a photo shoot yesterday and I was nervous about it. And people in my circle, like, even though they know me, they were just like, why are mm-hmm. you nervous? I'm, I had to remind them, like, y'all know me on a certain level. I'm comfortable with you. I talk to you. I'm mm-hmm. vibrant with you. When I'm out in the world, I don't <laughs> like being seen. I like my creations yes. to speak for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and so right. for me, they have to go out. And I did the, the video and the photo shoot for LBF. And it was 
it was a great experience, but I was nervous. <laughs> it was just like, and I had to tell, shout out to PD. I had to tell him, I was just mm-hmm. like, I'm shy, you know? And one thing he told me, he was like, well, when you're talented, you're not allowed to be shy. So I'll tell you that, you know, be ready for I, that speech. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm doing my speech now. So I can be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> you said you just take it. Yeah, like, a while. <laughs> for me, I like, I'll take pictures all day. But like, for me, this is like the interview process. It's like me, it's for sitting in front of the camera mm-hmm. and just like doing an interview. I just like, mm. right. Uh, well, I hope he wasn't. I my goal is to because I know even with some artists and creatives that come up here, they're nervous, and so that's why I immediately mm-hmm. tell them like we're just having a conversation. <laughs> I tell them that because I'm like I would want somebody to tell me, girl, it's okay, we just talking. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I try to put that out there because I know that it could the simplest things can be nerve wracking because you're not right. used to be seen so clearly, especially when someone who's like really interested in you and they're seeing you <laughs> for your creative. Mm-hmm. That can be uncomfortable sometimes. So I appreciate you doing this interview with me. Thank you. (laughs) Um, got a few more questions and then we're gonna get out of here. Okay. Um do you have any other creative interests? Like that was the next question, but I feel like we didn't ran off Um, the list of all the creative arenas. (laughs) Is there any do I have any creative interest? Mm, Other than fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so. But I like sports. I played sports when I was in high school. Um, so I like watching sports. I like you know going out and playing kickball or going to yoga and working out. Right. Are you good yeah. at yoga? I'm. I'm. A, I'm still in in the beginner stage. And I've been I'm learning yoga for like three years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 better like from when I first started in 2014 to now. It's like okay, mm-hmm. like I don't do it every day, but it's like when I do have time to do it, yeah. or whatever. I was just like okay, I want to like you know do my yoga. I want to go work out and do yeah. stuff like that. Because your body can tell a difference too, especially yes. Like when my back starts, yes, hurting, I-, I was like, let me do some stretches. <laughs> <laughs> That was me yesterday. My back was hurting so bad because I was standing up all day. So I was just like, oh, yeah, I got to stretch. Mm-hmm. Got to get some stretching. All right. What is it like being a creative in Atlanta? Like, that's a feel. It's a big market. But do you feel like sometimes mm-hmm. you get lost in the noise? Um, I feel like it's kind of harder being a creative in Atlanta than in New York. And I thought it would be easier. I feel like, um, well, I guess it's more opportunities in New York for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Here it's been like really hard trying to like find opportunities or even find people who are serious to work with. Like I've been like reaching out like anybody want to help me with this or that. And I've even like created like a group of female filmmakers. And it's just like hard for, for like me to get like responses from them to get people that's like really serious about their craft and serious about their work and that's ready and open and willing to like okay if I need help you're gonna be like yeah I'm I'm able to help but it's like I created a group I created a chat and like I barely even get responses I'm just like these people are not serious some people want the fame and not the work not put in the work I don't know if it's Atlanta or if it's the people and that's another thing that I realized in Atlanta a lot of people are doing it for the fame like people are just looking for like a come up People are really not serious about it. And it's like, 
And that's why a lot of people, I guess that's why a lot of people move to Atlanta. Just like, okay, they feel like it's like a fast, Oh yeah. you know, I move there, connect with the right person and I'm, I'm up, you know? So that's how I feel about Atlanta versus New York is like, we New York, you, you everybody about it. Like we gotta get it. We gotta get it. Like it's hustlers in New York. We all ready to work. Not the like, yeah. So I don't think that it's really that hard, but it's just like really hard trying to like find people who are really passionate and you know really ready and willing to work right. when need to be. Okay. That's fair. And I I asked that question because I would assume that, you know, looking mm-hmm looking in I see a lot of it and that's why I asked that question because I'm like I know a lot of people who say they want to do this or say they want to you know be this thing but are they actually putting putting in the work for it because a lot of people just want that title they want to get that fame or that clout and not actually put in the work for it so it's unfortunate but it makes room for people like (laughs) serious um so let's discuss the mental and financial and emotional aspects of being your kind of creative. Mm-hmm. How do you juggle finances, mental, emotional, all those things that come with creating? Um, I'm still juggling finance, financial. You got to have multiple streams. You got to have, you got to have, you got to think of ways like if this don't work out or if this happened, what can I do? Like when I was in New York, I was literally doing everything. Mm-hmm. like I was like you have to have flexibility within your work I was um su- a substitute teacher I was a background actor I was standing audience <laughs> um I was a freelance photographer I was a freelance videographer I did hair so it's just like having different ways that you can make money so like when I am working on set and when I'm not working on set I okay I know I can do this and that to make up for the time I'm not working on set to make money or whatever. So it is basically having the capability and coming up with ways you can make money a different way, really. Right. Um, mentally, it's, it can be challenging, especially as a, as a creative and an artist, when you feel like things aren't going your way, mm-hmm. it can, it can tear you down. Yeah. Like it can really, like when you're working so hard and you feel like you're not getting the recognition that you need, Mm-hmm. and you feel like I did all of this work for nothing or you feel like okay I'm not good enough or you know I don't want to do this you know I want to do something else it it can tear you down mentally so it's just having that balance to like um to be confident to know that like you don't have to be perfect right you know no one no one is perfect you have to know that just you that you just have to create and to learn and grow from that um that's 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 really why I like like to do yoga and like journaling um and stuff like that and I'm real big on mental health in the filmmaking industry I've been I've actually been talking about that recently on my film page um about mental health mm-hmm. in the entertainment industry because a lot of suicide have come from the entertainment industry and from filmmakers and actors and actresses because it's like a fast-paced industry you're always working 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 you don't have no time for yourself Right. you don't have time for your family and friends like everyone else do. So it's like you work and work and work and people see you work and people see you on TV, people see you with the money, but really inside you're not really happy. Mm-hmm. So it's just like finding that balance, being able to say no. <laughs> oh, that's um, a big thing, yes. <laughs> yes, being able to say no when needed 
um and just like stop stop making yourself work so hard like it's okay to take a break it's okay to say no to a project it's okay it, it yeah. will be when you believe in yourself and truly believe in yourself there will be another opportunity there will right. be another one so just like you know knowing knowing how to balance saying no and knowing that you don't have to take on every project and knowing when you do take on a project when once you finish take a break because you know like filmmakers and actors and actresses they go like four five six months on a project take a month for yourself mm-hmm. and just relax and then you know go back to work don't just like bounce from work to work to work to work because then you don't have time for yourself mm-hmm. and if like you're not good to yourself how can you be good to others so with emotions child <laughs> that's always the hardest <laughs> the right emo- yeah the emotions be all over the place because women you're happy woman is like the next man you know you're just like oh i'm so sad 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 and i don't know why it's like sometimes i, I just find myself crying i'm like why am i crying and sometimes as a creative it's like it happens when you're trying to tap into a specific thing like i know when i have topics and i have to tap into that specific emotion to like write about it and then it's like it's hard for me to pull myself back out like girl you wasn't sad before you sat down and started writing like yes so it's always um challenging i i can definitely agree with you on that one the emotions is definitely like probably the hardest for me it's like because my emotions be all over the place sometimes i be happy sometimes i be sad or something i just don't know why mm-hmm. and like with emotions you just gotta let it out like if you're sad if you want to cry cry you know if you want to laugh make yourself laugh look at something funny you know right. um you know talk to someone funny talk to someone you know that's gonna make you laugh and stuff like that but emotions you definitely should let it out write it out scream mm-hmm. it out you know Write it down, burn it, and get rid of it. And, oh, know, I do that a lot. Yeah. Write me a good old letter. That thing is like, <laughs> four-page letter. And then I burn it. <laughs> yes. So being a creative is an emotional roller coaster. It is. So do you so, think that's so specific? specific? Do you think that's specific to creatives, though? I mean, well, as a creative, I, mean, yeah, I don't know about it because I'm just like I'm really I'm really sensitive. But then I have a cancer yeah. wound, so I feel like that's part of it. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> that's part of it. And then I have a Gemini rising, so I oh. see you, my sister. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very sensitive too. So it's just it's always like something's hurting my feelings, <laughs> you know. But and for me, I'm not even sensitive towards like people or like people could say the meanest thing to me and I wouldn't care it's more so like my work mm-hmm. it's like I'm still like that's the only time I'm really sensitive is like when it comes down to my work it's like okay right the most um I've had like the emotional roller courses I've had the past couple of weeks have really been geared towards like my creative so it's just mm-hmm. like if something was off with it then I fell off like and so I had that experience where like my stuff wasn't a hundred percent and I was just like what's wrong with me and I had to realize like girl you're not gonna feel a hundred percent until your stuff is like good like that's how connected like you are to your creative like your projects and your babies like it's it's crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I yeah. heard you mention uh counseling earlier have you ever got counseling or therapy 
No. I was thinking about um doing that. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm about to be 29. I need counseling shop because I don't been through some things. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I haven't. Um, I've never had therapy, but I'm definitely open to, like, getting therapy soon. Okay. Um, I've been getting counseled for on and off for a, about four years now. Mm-hmm. So I can't say it's definitely a great experience. It's not when you're a more resilient person. It's not something that you need all the time because I do have mm-hmm. my skills where I'm just like, okay, I'm good. You know, I have to. <laughs> I can skip a couple of months. Um, but then when I I know my body well enough to know when it's time to to start back, and it's one of those times where I need to start back. So I just right. ask that question because, like you said, um we don't talk about mental health enough and especially when you're doing so much and you're pouring so much of yourself into your projects like it's just important to stay healthy and to take care of yourself too so I'll be yeah looking- and I feel like the older the older I get I feel like the more I feel like I'm dealing with mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. so I was like okay because like I wasn't dealing with this probably like a year ago or two years ago but it's like now it's like, okay it's building up slowly yeah. and I just like yeah, stuff that you hadn't taken care of, like it might have started off small and then yeah. it's like growing and progressing mm-hmm. over time. Or stuff that you did yeah. you never knew was there. Like I, I have a lot of that too. It's like I I never do that. Before. Right. I didn't even know mm-hmm. I had anxiety until a couple of years ago. So that mm-hmm. was something that I used to beat myself up for. Like, girl, why you can't focus? Why you feel like this? You know, you have that inner voice just trying to make you feel like you are doing something wrong. When it's just like, no, mm-hmm. you just got anxiety. <laughs> I remember my first anxiety attack. I was working on a friend's project, and I just felt like every, everything was going left because of me. And it was like, okay, mm-hmm. I just broke down in a car, and I just didn't know what to do. And it was terrible. And I'm like, what am I going through? <laughs> It's like real. what's happening what is wrong with me you know mm-hmm. so it's like it's so hard as a um a creative when you're so hard on yourself and you think yeah. everything is supposed to go right but once you learn that it's okay you know to fail and to mess up then you know yeah you're able to control it I think that's why I love being on like a spiritual journey too so much now because mm-hmm. it gives me permission to be imperfect because as creatives, yeah. we want perfection. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so when I realized like, okay, girl, you're never going to achieve it. You can achieve your own level of perfection, but that comes from removing all kind of comparisons. Like, so don't be looking at nobody else. Don't be looking at how far somebody else than God. Don't be trying to feel feel someone else's shoes you know you know just mm-hmm. focus on yourself and really do that work so. right any advice you would give to like other creatives that are thinking about getting into like the film industry the photography movement any um this is advice that have been given to me and I feel like it worked um just start creating you don't need fancy equipment to create you can use, it's 2021 and you can use your iPhone. <laughs> okay. Some people think that you need like, you know, these fancy cameras and all these fancy equipment, but you really don't need that. Um, Just start creating so that people can see that you can get the work done. Because a lot of people, they like, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. How do I do this and how do I do that? Entertainment is like one of the hardest industries to get into. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still trying to get my foot into the right door that I want to be in. But like once you start, once you're able to like create um your own stuff and to show that, you have the capability to create and you have the capability to produce or direct or to take that picture and you have the work to show for it, then people will start looking like, oh, 
she did do this or he did do that. I really like that. Maybe that person can work on this project because you never know who's watching your work and you never know who know who because somebody might somebody might watch your work and be like, um, someone might ask them, like, do you know anyone that can do this? And I'm like, oh yeah, I saw this person somewhere and they did that. So just like start creating, create, find you a team that you can create with. Um, that's that's real big is finding your tribe and your team, people that's dependable, dependable that you can work with. And um, yeah, you gotta start, it gotta start with you. And this in this to. industry, sadly, it has to start with you because that's the only way people are gonna be able to see your work and be gonna be able to see that you're serious about what you're doing and you're not just sitting down waiting for an opportunity to come to you. Right. Because everybody's focused on self too. Everybody's trying mm-hmm. to do their own thing. They're trying to get their message out there. So yeah, you gotta make sure that you're investing in yourself. As much as you want other people to. And we have social media. Yeah. Such a, it's such a great resource. Post something. Sometimes you might post something and it might go viral. You just never know. <laughs> so, you know, use social media to your best and biggest advantage. What life quote do you live by? Do what you love, love what you do. I have it tatted <laughs> on me. Do you really wear I have a film reel right here. A film reel and it says do what you love love what you do see i have a tattoo on my wrist but it's different <laughs> see it because i'm gonna watch one yeah i like that um i aspire to do wake up and do what i love because it is a journey mm-hmm. like i'm very much a girl that has been structured for a while so you know i've been a creative all my life but it's just now that i'm embracing it in these last couple of years so yeah me transitioning out of traditional work and going into more creative fields is it's a little mm-hmm. nerve-wracking you know that anxiety mm-hmm. is there too but yeah I'm excited about it because I know that it's going to be so much more fulfillment in my life because I'm doing something that I really want you know so I love that That's dope. let's plug all of your social medias <laughs> and your website for your business Okay, you can find me everywhere at Danny K, um, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, that's my personal Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. For my film is Millennial Film Crew on Instagram. Videography and photography is at She the Camera. Uh, my film YouTube is She in Film. My business is Self Sation Essential. That's S E L F S A S A S H U N Essentials on Instagram and on Etsy. And my website is shethecamera.com. So the <laughs> it is. Look, don't worry, because I always put it in the show notes and I'll always put it yeah. in the description so they'll be able to click mm-hmm. and just go and follow. Um, because that's exactly what I'm gonna do. I have like most of that, but I was just like, wait, I missed a couple of those. <laughs> but I'll definitely be um if you just shoot it to me in the DM. Okay. Yeah. I'll be able to put that there so they can find you wherever. So and I'm okay. gonna be probably ordering some waste beads. So go ahead and get your machine up and ready. <laughs> yes. And you guys know me. I'm your host, Kay Antoinette, and you can follow me on Instagram at K Antoinette underscore the blogger. You can also follow the Let's Build Futures page at let's underscore build underscore futures and visit letsbuildfutures.com. You can also write me and ask questions, give me topic ideas at allthingslbf at gmail.com. 
And remember, this is a creating space. So it's out on Friday. Next Friday, we'll have a whole new one. I hope that you've learned a lot from this creative. Thank you, Danny, for sharing and being transparent and just being an awesome guest. I really love your energy. You're welcome. <laughs> but until next time, builders, we'll see you soon. Bye. Yes, ma'am.